What's up? I'm Ayla. Hi, I'm Bethann. And this is Let's Talk BL, a boys love podcast. What's up, guys? It's that time of week again. Time of week again? Time of the week. <laughs> it's we the day of the week, on the week, <laughs> uh, and on this day. We do a special thing. Lord of mercy. Uh, it's Series Sunday. Welcome back. The day of the week that we talk all about one series and one series only for your listening pleasure, you know, expert opinion, all that jazz. This week, super excited. We are talking Life, a Love on the Line. Yes, I got that title right because I can never remember which life or love comes first. Uh, this is my first Japanese BL and I absolutely loved it. It was such an interesting and well-told story and it was a great introduction to Japanese BLs. I agree. It was my first Japanese BL too. And I think that it was just incredible. There's a lot to talk about here because yes. they packed a lot into this show. Yeah. Uh, just for clarification, on today's episode, we are talking about the director's cut movie. Yep. So it's available on Vicky, which was probably why I watched it because I love Vicky for all things K-drama. And so when I got into BLs and found that there were a good handful of BLs on Vicky, I was like, oh, this makes life easy because there's subs and like there's just it's good. So uh, it's available on Vicky. Came out in 2020. Uh, like Ayla said, it's, there's a director's cut movie and there's also the series. Uh, I watched both <laughs> because you I do. only watched the movie and that is exactly yeah. the experience that I wish for myself. So <laughs> yeah. the movie was a great experience. I really do love how they're taking like these short series and making them into movies for whatever viewing pleasure you prefer. Yeah. For sure. So let's get into the details before we talk show. Uh, the main cast is uh, Ito Akira, who is played by Jin Shirasu. And we have Nishi Yuki, who is played by Raiku. So as usual, we will read a brief synopsis before we get into it. And got to say, this synopsis is pretty solid. <clears throat> <laughs> One day after school, the serious Ito and the childlike Nishi meet by chance as each endeavors to remain walking on the sidewalk's white line. As time goes by, Ito recognizes he is drawn to Nishi in a way that is new to him. Nishi, for his part, is frustrated that they only get to meet on the sidewalk. Ito decides to act upon his feelings and kisses a surprised Nishi who agrees they need to walk side by side for a change. The sparks between them are undeniable as their relationship blossoms in high school, survives the college years, and matures into adulthood. A deeply moving work that bears witness to loving partners whose unchanging feelings must coexist within a world of changing realities. Yes. I love a time jump, so this show <laughs> truly gave me... Jump after jump after jump. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Okay, so we're going to break it up into three parts because that is how this show works. So starting with high school, uh, talk about a meet-cute. I love this premise of, like, you're walking on a line. You're, like, making up a story of why you walk on the line. And you meet a boy. And... The feelings start. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting about it is that, so this is also just, I love how this is set up because 
all any of us can really hope for in life is to meet a weirdo that compliments our own <laughs> personal brand of weirdo. Yeah. And so these two are like the exact perfect weird for each other, which I love so much. I yeah. think it's just like it, it's exactly like that's what we all want, right? It's like we're true. all weird. And so I love it so much. I think yeah. it's interesting because they meet walking down this line but they are so different, right? They're like doing mm. the same thing and they have the same objective, which is like to walk this path, mm-hmm. but in very, very different ways. And right. so like them coming together, doing that and meeting that way is just like, it's very cool. And also you realize later on that in that simple act of them, like walking this line, there is so much foreshadowing and like they're basically telling you what's going to happen in the show but like in this very like metaphorical kind of way it's genius yeah it's beautiful and I also love that they just introduce this relationship in high school and they quickly move on to the college and adult years which you know in many other BLs, we stay in high school a really long time. So I do appreciate the fact that they're like, I, I felt like they broke up each part of life very appropriately where it's like right. in high school, you're discovering your sexuality. You're like, who do I like? What am I into? Be it whatever that other person is. You're kind of trying to reconcile what that is And I think that's so true for everybody where it's like high school, like even sometimes middle school where you're finally like, oh, I think I like this, this thing or this person. And even sometimes earlier too. I mean, it really like does vary from person to person. But what I like about this, A, staying in high school for a very short period of time is that it keeps the the sort of high school relationship very relatable, believable, and age appropriate because here's the thing about a lot of the like high school BLs is like sometimes because they're trying to tell this story, it's not always age appropriate. And so for that, like in terms of the way that how, like how quickly the relationship progresses or the way that the relationship progresses, there are some that do it very, very well. Like, like the two that I can think of that do it really well in high school are both Thai BLs, but. Oh, and light on me girl just you wait when you watch that show I have not watched light on me yet I'm a binger I feel like I've said this before so I had to wait for the last episode to come out before I could start anyways Anyways, light on me excellent yeah um yeah which is a Korean drama and so the two Thai ones that I feel like handle the sort of age appropriateness just as well as life love on the line are Fish Upon the Sky and Cause You're My Boy. Yeah. Like, I feel like those both have very just, like, age-appropriate relationships and, like, relationship drama. Right. And that's what you see here. And it's, like, it's quick. You kind of – you establish a relationship. I'm so big on storytelling. And yeah. this is why, like, I sometimes get in hot water about, like, I like things or don't like things. But it's because I – as a viewer, just personally, it's just my personal approach to things. Like I really need to understand why there's a relationship there. Like I need to understand Mm. the emotional bond. Totally. And they set it up really well because the high school years are all emotional in this show. It's like, it's them discovering their like emotional bond. Right. Yeah. Uh, So then let's transition into college. And speaking of transitions, like this show really seamlessly transitions from, 
years to years and stage to stage, which I find so just it it makes the show go by so quick. Like you're just like suddenly you find yourself in a new era, but like it seamlessly transitioned. And one thing I noticed, I think that they do the transitions just like the filmmaking is really beautiful. But one thing that I noticed when I I was like thinking through this show and like trying to think like there's so much to say here. What am I going to say on this series Sunday? One thing I noticed, it's really dependent on season. So Mm. it like we start in like spring and summer and then college is fall and then we're at winter for adulthood. Like it goes from season to season, which is something I didn't didn't notice the first time around until I was like thinking about the show to come talk about it on this series Sunday. I was like, oh, it's just little details like that that I think are so beautiful about this show. Yeah. So then when they get to college, kind of the focus is intimacy, which I, again, I think is so true to life where it's like you figured out that you want to be in a relationship with this other person, especially I think if you're in a relationship that transitions from high school to college, college is the, is the time where it's like, oh, establishing boundaries, figuring out how to like mature within a relationship with another person. And the way that they tackle this conversation is very sweet because Nishi comes across as very childish, but not in a, not in a like necessarily immature way. It's that like he has just an innocence about him that is interesting in the context of a relationship, especially in the context, I think of a gay relationship where the stereotype is that like, you know, the physical intimacy is like is always there and a whatever. So well, and there's also a stereotype in BLs, like when and this is there are like unfair biases against BLs mm-hmm. that like oh it's like fetishizing or your own or like people totally. if you're into it you're only watching it for the sex scenes things yeah. like that. And so yeah. I agree. I am. I think that I think this this story approaches this in the best way I think out of any BL I have watched honestly and so what I love so much about it is that they have like basically an explicit conversation about consent and because this tug of war happens right it starts happening where like Ito wants to like take it a step further in terms of like their physical intimacy and he's like you know like he there are some like scenes where he's trying to make out with Nishi and things like that. And Nishi's mm-hmm. just like, and, and there are moments of lust, right? So there are moments yeah. where they're just, they'll be just like walking through the train station, right? And they like turn uh, like a, around a pillar and right. he like pushes them against the pillar in like a moment of like lust, right? And they're dating yeah. their boyfriend. So it's not like, it's not in he, like, like a, an aggressive he way. He doesn't push him away, but. But he, he Ito just realizes it. it. Yeah, Ito right. realizes that Nishi looks uncomfortable after it, and he and he stops. And so right. he, we, you get this inner monologue for Ito, which I think is really mm-hmm. interesting because you see this exact tug of war happen in so many BLs, where it's like, I just want to be with you. Why don't you want to be with me? And like, what's wrong yeah. with me? Like. But instead of talking about it and communicating about it, they just like handle it very poorly. Heaven, heaven forbid they communicate. <laughs> But not in this show, which is so great about it. So what happens is Ito's having this like internal struggle where he's like, I don't 
he's like, does he not want to have this kind of relationship with me? Like, does he not like me anymore? Are we growing apart? Because of course in college, they go to different colleges, which I think is so true to life. Like I love that they didn't put them in the same college. Yeah. Uh, And so finally they are studying. So like you see this tug of war happen a little, this like mental tug of war. And then finally they're studying at in Nishi's apartment and Ito like goes for it again and Nishi kind of like jumps away and he like he gets tape and he makes like a yeah, tape line between them. incorporate the line again. And he's like you can't cross the line because if you do and of course Nishi's whole approach to the line like you said is he makes up these elaborate stories. Yeah. And so he's like if you cross the line here's this like elaborate thing that will You'll happen. be electrocuted by like a thousand a hundred yeah. thousand volts. Yeah. It's like how you know when you play games when you're a kid you're like the floor is lava. It's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he, and so finally Ito does the thing that you wish every BL boy would ever do. And he's like, Hey, like, we should talk about this. Do you not want to like, he's like, do you, is this something that you're not comfortable with in our relationship? Do you not want to be intimate with me? And she's like, no, he's like, that's not the thing. He's like, that's not it. He's like, I do want that. He's like, I do want to kiss you. And I do Mm want to be intimate with you. He's like, but for me personally, like my body and my mind and my heart, like you got to give me some forewarning. Like I yeah. just don't process those things he's the same way you like, do. You have to use your words. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you can't just drop my bones. He's like, because then he's yeah. like, I don't process that affection that way. Right, he's right. like, so it's confusing to me. And they have this like very clear, open conversation about the way that like Ugh. he feels safe in intimacy. Yep. And Ito's like, I got you. And they move on and they like have a healthy relationship. And it is truly perfect because like those are conversations that should be had. Like, yes, in case anyone is wondering, like there are a lot of times like you shouldn't just jump somebody's bones, even if you're in a relationship with them. Totally. These are conversations that need to be having like real life relationships. Yeah. And so I just love that like they model this and it's so true to life and they handle it so well. And it's not this like, it's not a fight. You see this as a mm. fight in a few different BLs where this exact scenario comes up. And it yeah. like it turns into a fight. And like one is like almost mad at the other. And the other one is like, why are you mad at me? And it's just yeah. poorly handled. In this one, they did the thing that they should have done, which is like, hey, talk me through what you're going through. Yeah, I find that in most other BLs, this conversation is had where the person who wants to be physically intimate is like, I deserve to be, uh, affectionate Aren't I a good with boyfriend? You. Yeah. But like they, they think that like they're deserved this intimacy and that they're the one in the right. And the one who doesn't want it is in the wrong, which I think is pretty common in relationships anyways. And literally all it, all it is is like having a conversation because somebody doesn't necessarily feel like the physical intimacy is something that is defining the relationship. Right. And therefore you just have to talk about it. Like there are feelings associated with these actions and you got to talk it through. And this is the college years, I believe, or towards the end of the college years, maybe the beginning of the adult years are when we meet truly my favorite side character. Yeah. It's right after this conversation that we go into the scene where we meet her. Yes. So we're, we, we get to meet Ito's sister who is wonderful. She's the best side character in this whole show. And the female characters in the show are solid. 
Yeah, All they're so good. No, yeah. There, there is not an evil girl, no. which is Even like the mom almost, comes around, which is almost revolutionary. Like there are too many times. Like listen, yeah. girls. Like look, men are the earth's worst, but like women can also be the earth's worst. <laughs> yeah. Like I understand yeah. this, and I'm here for this. Right. But also, like I. It does happen on like almost enough of a regular basis to make me uncomfortable that like there always has to be some like evil girl like out to like get you like (laughs) but no in in this show they're all wonderful even the ones that you would think aren't so um love that and this this like little moment that he has with his sister is so simple and so sweet and so affirming that just like they run into each other in public she has seen him with Nishi and she he like has this like oh god moment and she just like hugs him and was like I'm just glad you're living your truth and that's it she's like I'm so happy for you. She's like, okay, like, let's (laughs) go get something to eat. Like, yeah, yeah, she's like, she's totally over it, which is super funny. But I love this brother-sister relationship because I think it's very true to life. Like, I have a little brother. And so every time there's, like, a weird brother-sister relationship, I do pick up on it. I will say, like, I noticed it immediately, for example, in Trapped, in History 3 Trapped. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I was like, I don't care that like they're adopted, like this is weird. Um, and that's not <laughs> that's the only funny. like weird brother-sister relationship that gets written into these yeah. books um or and into these shows. But in in this show, their relationship is so true to life because yeah. she picks on him. She right. like they have little tips, they have these little fights, like you show her teeth, like they show her teasing him Mm -hmm. and they show her like kind of being an asshole to him and like just picking at him and they show them getting into little arguments but then she's like listen I like I just want you to be happy like I love you I care about you I just want you to be happy but the way she says it like she's she's not gonna explicitly be like hey bro I love you so much and have this like deep conversation (laughs) with him that's not their relationship it's not supernatural. Like there yeah. are times and places and moments for those conversations, but in this case, it wouldn't have been natural. And so they, I think they wrote this relationship really well um, because mm-hmm. later on they also have a conversation about it, like via text message. Um, like even though they're in the same house, right? Like um, Ito has come home or whatever and is like in his old bedroom and they're like texting, yeah. which is like, accurate (laughs) anybody who has siblings like yeah yeah, you're not gonna go get up and like talk to your sibling face to face what yeah so then after that moment we transition into adulthood so I think that's an interesting time to transition the show because he's now like gotten deeper in his relationship with Nishi they are now going into adulthood pretty solid in their relationship and this is when kind of society starts to impose on their relationship right because like sort of it's also just Ito (laughs) right totally but like the external factors I guess is a better term to say so then we get into they're both working they're both they've graduated from college they're both in the working world they're trying to figure it out they've moved in together they live together yeah they've moved in together which that's a cute moment where they're like each is going through it about like work life and all that kind of stuff and and Nishi is like I don't know I don't really understand the goal like I don't I don't have a goal and Nishi yeah he's like I don't have dreams like he's like I don't know Ito's like well my goal is for us to move in together (laughs) 
it's such a like sweet like he's such a practical little like guy that it cracks he walks the straight and narrow it's that, so and, true like this is yeah. what i say about like the foreshadowing that you don't realize is foreshadowing yep. in the high school years yeah 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 so then when we get into adulthood they decide to go on a trip which you know we love a beach frolic there's a beach frolic every there's time a, listen every this time. is an elevated <laughs> beach frolic oh yeah because it's a sunrise beach frolic oh, which so is beautiful you never see a sunrise beach frolic you get no. a a sunset beach frolic in why are you yeah but and then normally you just get like daytime beach frolics this <laughs> yeah, is a yeah, sunrise yeah. beach frolic so it is very unique it's because they're adults and they can wake up early <laughs> well so what has happened is ito has lost his like favorite lighter yeah and in the night nishi goes out to look for it yeah which is so sweet and ito wakes up and he like freaks out and he's like where's nishi and it turns out because they've had like a little like it's because they had a conversation about how nishi has decided to change his career to screenwriting or to screenplays he wants to go to school for screenplays and he's changed his idea about what he wants to do long term. Right. And so they've, yeah, they've had this like it moment where they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh gosh, now our life goals are going to be very different. And like our, our day to day may be very different. Yeah. Which freaks Mr. Straight and Narrow Ito <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he wakes up in the night and he's like, oh God, where's Nishi? Right. And it's because Nishi has gone down to the beach to search for this lighter. And right. so he's like, Ito's like running through the beach, like Nishi, Nishi, like trying to find Nishi. And he is in one of like the sweetest, like brings a tear to your eye because it's so cute moments. Yeah. He like turns around as the sun's rising <laughs> and Nishi is just standing there smiling. And Nishi has like a radiant little smile and so he's just standing there smiling, holding the lighter up. And it's like, it's so perfect because it's like, it represents this like sunrise after like a dark night fight that they had that like the next yeah. morning, Nishi is always going to be there. And like, he's still reliable. Like he's still a part of the straight and narrow. And he is still like, he's still Nishi. Even if he's changed his career and changed his goals and like all this yeah. stuff, like he's still that boy that's just standing there like happy, like, Hey, look, I did it. Like, oh my God. So true. And you you don't learn until a little later that that's the moment that Ito has like a crisis of faith. And this is when they start to go on very different paths. And Ito is like, I guess. At, like, uh, And then they this, pull the rug or what feels uh, like they pull the rug out from under you. Totally. Uh -huh. Yeah. So soon after this. Ito in like the truest like asshole fashion is like this is a fruitless relationship and there's no reason for us to continue and he's like what are we doing he, he makes it's Nishi very move much out like, it's very much like what are we even doing Awful. I don't even know what we're doing oh. and all of this has sort of so he, he gets to this point of like what are we even doing and like Nishi moves out and they break up in like the harshest words and all of this and he basically is like this is pointless like our our life together yeah. is pointless he calls it fruitless because and, you know he wants to have kids or or like well, society he thinks parents so yeah. all of this is like a a culmination of like things that have happened so his sister let's hop back to the sister has 
it is like young and wild and free. And so like yeah. she is wonderful. And she's like basically, you know, back when we first meet her, has told her parents like she's going to go like have this international life and she's not going to live in Japan and she's going to like right, go right. do what she wants. Right. And yeah. like, you know, live her like big, wild, young and free life. Yeah. And her and their parents freak out. Yeah. And their parents are like, we like, cause she's the oldest. And so their parents are like, well, we need grandchildren and you need to stay here and get married and get a job and like do the thing that is like, that yeah. makes your parent that we like raised you as your parents to do. And so there's that, which Ito loves his sister. Like they establish that they have a really sweet bond and relationship. And yeah. so he, I think in that moment starts feeling pressure to like, take on that role of like the traditional son so that yeah. his it's less pressure on his sister so she can go out and live the life she wants right and because he feels like well if he goes and lives the right life the his parents will freak out a little bit less right yeah. like they they won't be so hard on her so there's that and then also he at his company this girl who had liked him in high school who he turned down yep. for Nishi is like, like – Suddenly reappears. She starts working at his company and he's her supervisor. And like they meet and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm still single. And like he kind of realizes, okay, this is a girl that likes me and she has the same sort of like straight and narrow goals as me. Like the she worst. wants the traditional like – husband, wife, two and a half kids, like white picket fence, like that, like very traditional kind of end game, which right. in Ito's mind, that's what like, he has to do for, for his family, right? Yep. Like that's what he has to do for his family. And so all of this culminates where finally he has like, and like, where did all of our great communication go? Because he could have just talked to Nishi about this, but instead, well, he doesn't like, know how to communicate without Nishi. He played mental gymnastics in his own head and really arrived does. at this conclusion. But, and that's what's frustrating. You said, like, Ito doesn't know how to communicate with Nishi. That's not true. He did it. He did it before. I know he knows how. I don't know why he, like, played right. these mental gymnastics with himself. So and so he finally arrives at this conclusion that he has to break up with Nishi and he has to marry this girl. Yeah. And unfortunately he does. <laughs> and he does. It happens. Like, right. So like a lot of times it gets broken up and then they get back together before the stuff happens. Right. In this case. No, no, they get married. Nishi kind of like Nishi. They show him handles that it, I think as well as you could. Yeah. As, like he doesn't ha really have like a breakdown over it. Like, he becomes a screenwriter. He becomes, in fact, a very successful screenwriter at a very successful like, company. He's, like, very sure of himself. He, like, knows what he wants. And, unfortunately, Ito has, like, kind of upended his, like, world. But it doesn't change who Nishi is. Right. Which like, I love. I yeah, love that's that for like Nishi. The main goal. And, again – They've foreshadowed this all the way back to high school, <laughs> which I love so much. But That's pretty amazing. So, so yeah, you see Nishi, you see them living their lives separately. Yeah, and neither Nishi's of them still are living happy. his. Yeah, Nishi's still living his life the true way. He like they show him going to a bar. They show him like trying to, like have an encounter with this guy and then he realizes like no never mind I don't I don't want this like casual hookups are not going to be my thing like I 
had a relationship that, and that's truly what I wanted. And so then that's kind of like the last time that you see Nishi, because then right. we go to Ito being the true shit show that he is. Nishi's <laughs> like, miserable, which then, is almost like just desserts as a viewer when you're watching totally, it. Because totally. here's the thing about it. He realizes, and this is right before we start to like get to the thing that we want. Yeah. Ito realizes Ito, this very straight and narrow boy, which again is set up like this is his personality type. And they yeah. tell us this from the beginning. He right. walks the line. That's mm -hmm. literally how they meet. He walks this line and he has rules and he has goals. And like this is very much his personality type. Yeah. Might as well be a Virgo. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> look it up. Do they ever tell us? I don't know. <laughs> but he very much is like a walk the line kind of guy. Right. But he's... And so is Nishi, right? And so we see that, like, Nishi walks the line, but for a different reason. Like, mm -hmm. Nishi walks the line and Nishi makes it fun. And so this is why I really, really think everybody should watch the Director's Cut movie. If you maybe, like, started with the series and you haven't watched the movie yet or you're trying to decide whether you want to watch this, uh, the director's, like, it, watch the Director's Cut because yeah. – part of the extra stuff that you get in it are these like really artsy scenes that are super beautiful. Like and animated. so we mentioned that Nishi, when he's walking the white line on the sidewalk, he makes up these like elaborate scenarios, right? That like we're in the ocean and there are sharks. Yeah. And so in the director's cut, they animate that in like a very so beautiful, cool. like yeah. artsy way. And you get to see what it is that like Nishi is seeing in his mind. Yeah. And he has all these different scenarios and you get to see all of them. And it's just like so fun and beautiful. And this is exactly what Ito realizes, he realizes that walking the straight and narrow and walking this path is not beautiful unless Nishi is there to make it beautiful. So like yeah. Nishi makes that path beautiful. So like it's okay to walk that path and want that, but it's not going to be beautiful unless Nishi is there to like be the dreamer and make it beautiful and be that like smile at the sunrise and yeah. you know all yeah. of these things that Nishi is right and just like as a person and is like sort of unchanging like he unchangingly makes this otherwise boring path beautiful totally. and it's and Ito realizes this. Thank God. I mean, far <laughs> too late, first of all. Far yeah. too late. But he does realize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So then when he breaks up with his wife, it, it it's truly the best moment. When when I rewatched this again, uh, in this moment, I was like, this woman is truly the best female I in all her. of BL. She's You're not perfect. even mad at her. It's not her fault. <laughs> right. Because he finally is like, I like someone else and it's a man. And she's like, you're a selfish dude. And I hate you. She well, basically is like you. So you knew you were right. gay and you did this anyway. She's right. like, why would you do that to me? And why would you do that to him? Like totally. She's like, you're selfish. She doesn't hate him because he's gay. She doesn't hate him for anything else. She's literally like, you did a selfish thing. You brought everybody else pain because of your selfish decisions. Like, forget it. And then they cut to them, like, talking about their divorce. And she's like, Which I love, I am like, you're going to give me a party. You're going to give me a banquet. I'm going to have a moment with my girlfriends to like. She's like, you're really paying for the divorce banquet yeah. and you're paying me alimony yeah. and you're paying yeah. the legal fees. Like she Perfect. just like pops Perfect. off on him on the phone, like in yeah. her office. Like, yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. And then the next scene is when he's gone home because 
his his sister is there. She has introduced her fiance and says she's getting an international marriage. And his like, and by the way, we love the fiance. The fiance is, is he, the wonderful. fiance is just as good as the sister. He's good comic relief, which can you need we, in the show. I want to get a series. I want to get them in a series. Like, can I yeah, get that'd be fun? Like, I want to see what she like her international life and her big international marriage. Like, I want to I want to know what she did. It's true. And this whole scene is like again every i feel like every scene in the show is flawless but this scene especially because the mom is going after the sister being like you can't be in an international relationship like what do you think the neighbors are gonna say this is the worst like you need to be normal she kept saying like you need to be normal you need to be normal and that's when ito is finally like yo i he did gets normal. Fed up and he gets he, so and mad he gets so mad and he gets fed up and he's like this is another moment where I think it's just like speaks so much to the steadiness of their sibling relationship yeah. that he basically throws himself on the fire to yeah. save her, to take yeah. the heat off of her, which is like, I've been there and done that. Like as much as I've also tattled on every single one of my siblings, like yeah. I have also been there and done that. Right. And so, yeah, he stands up and he's like, you want to know what's normal? He's like, you want to, you want to see he's not like, normal. I did normal. Yeah. He's like, by the way, he's like, she can't be worse than me because what's worse than a man who loves another man. And he yeah. like pops off on the parents. Like he goes <laughs> off on them and basically is like, you're going to have to accept us and we're your children. And like, I'm going to live my life and I like men and she gets to have her husband. And so we're good. like, this is who we are. Like he has so this, good. like, this is who we are moment. Yeah. And then, and really the mom is kind of the one that has been harping on this. Right. He, he decided like after his little scene, Spiel. Yeah, he just he he's going he like to leave. Away. Like he's yeah. just gonna walk out on them. And right. right as he's walking out, his dad is like, "Son, he stands and you think up. He's gonna say something to him. Yeah, like you think he's gonna be mean, right? Right. And he just says, "Live proudly." So good. I love a supportive dad. I love <laughs> a supportive dad in a BL. Yeah. Like this man is truly on par with like Pete's dad in. Dark blue kiss, like yep. this man, totally. this man. Yeah, and so you get one other just like very nice family moment, which is when Ito is leaving. Like as he's walking out the door, you see that the international fiance is like <laughs> right outside the door. Yeah, and he like stops Ito and he like hugs him and he's crying. He's crying yeah. because Ito so has good. like stood up for him and his sister, and he's just like bawling, hugging Ito, which is like. It's so nice and it's so like international. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. because I hear a lot from like I have I have some um Asian friends who are like from who like are from born and raised Asia. Right. And like we've talked about before that like the number one thing that just my friends specifically, I don't know if this is like a widely held view, but mm -hmm. that my friends specifically find weird is how often Americans hug. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, like yeah. truly one of my friends was like, yeah, I thought that was just a TV thing until I moved here. She's like, I thought it was just like a, <laughs> like a dramatic thing that you guys did on TV shows. She was like, no. I didn't think you do that in real life. She was like, and then I moved here and she was like, and strangers hug each other. And it was like yep. very like weird to her. And so, so funny. This sort of like showing this scene, I think, is very like culturally relevant to sort of show that like the two like that this new culture is coming into their family and that like this is why it's gonna be 
like a thing. And this is why it's going to be almost a struggle. Like I'm somebody that married into a different culture. And so like, I can tell you those struggles do happen. Yeah. But he was just so happy and wanted to show his love to Ito for like everything that he had just done. It was just the nicest moment. It's so good. And then that's what sets off uh, Ito going to find Nishi and us getting like a truly such a good ending. So I'm going to start crying. I'm going to start. I'm going to apologize now. If I cry talking about, I'm tearing up thinking about this. Oh my right gosh. Now. So this is the greatest because this is the this best part. Threat. This is the best part about me watching shows and like knowing what's going to happen before I like show them to Ayla. And so we were watching the show and I was like, okay, he has seen a poster for the Northern Lights. He's going to Alaska. Which is like flawless logic, can I say? Where he's like, he literally is like walking past the airport and he sees a sign for the Northern Lights. Obviously we're going to be there at the same time. (laughs) He's like, he literally just sees a poster advertising Alaska in the Northern Lights. And he remembers that like Nishi always wanted to go there. And he's like, yes, clearly it makes perfect sense for me to buy a plane ticket and leave tomorrow. (laughs) That That is the one thing about TV and movies that really drives me crazy crazy where I was like there's like sure when I lived in New York City there was like moments where I would get on the train at the same place and the same time as someone I knew and you'd run into people which is like mind-boggling that you're like you live in one part of the city and I live in another part of the city and like we got on the train at the same time and just like happened to run into each other truly it'll blow your mind every time it happens and it happens quite often in New York City so like maybe I kind of understand this but not also if you're just randomly flying to Alaska. To another country. Yeah. <laughs> like that that part was mind-boggling where I was like, how they've been apart for like, I guess, a year or two years by now. They have no communication. <laughs> they both happen to go at this time, which I guess like the Northern Lights only happen like in a certain, a certain time. Yeah, yeah, during a certain, but so it's like, like a period maybe. of a few months. Anyways. It's a period of a few months yeah. and you can see them from multiple, like you don't have to go to Alaska to see them. Right, you can be right. um in like Northern Europe, right? For right. example, like there are like different places you can be to see them so like you could go to russia for example like iceland okay so so, anyways it's ridiculous he gets there and the first person he runs into is not nishi i swear to god (laughs) when this moment happens i'm like trying to look at ayla and trying to like make sure she doesn't know that like i know what's about to happen so okay (laughs) let me set the scene for you he Ito gets there and he like he he gets he gets there and he's like takes this van to the to the top of this mountain yeah. to see these northern lights to see the aurora borealis and you see him get out of the van and there's someone standing there like on the top of the mountain like you're like looking oh my at God. the northern lights yeah. and you think it's Nishi at least yeah. I did like totally. you think it's Nishi and you're like oh my God he found him you're like this is such like star-crossed lovers they're meant to be he found him at the top of this mountain looking at the northern lights and then because you only see like the back of a parka right so like you right. don't and the hood's up so you you just see a figure and then somebody, <laughs> another person in a parka runs up to and first like parka hug. person yeah. and they hug. And you're like, at this point, I still thought it was Nishi. And I was like, oh, he got a boyfriend. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Like, what's going to happen? I was like, happy for Nishi that he got a boyfriend, but also sad for Ito. And I was like, how's this going to play out? And I'm like, so invested in just like the thought that this is, this is Nishi. Mm-hmm. But then 
<laughs> show you the faces of these people. Nice. And I literally like I disassociated in that moment. <laughs> and I was like, I, I literally said to you, I remember saying this to you. I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Yeah. Cause like I knew it wasn't Nishi, but I was like, wait, right. I was like, wait, I know that. And then <laughs> and then Ayla just, like, turned it violent. Hits me. <laughs> it smacks me in the face. <laughs> and I lost it as i am prone to do which if you've listened to even one other episode of the podcast like (laughs) i am prone to do this but like when i tell you i took it to like another level i'm like crying and smacking you (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. because (laughs) in the most beautiful cinematic moment in all of history (laughs) it was the make our days count boys and they made it to the top of that mountain together and they looked at the stars together I swear to oh, God. It's so good. I swear. I I yeah. can't. Oh my God. It's so good. It's oh. so good. It's nice. Especially if you've watched Make Our Days Count, then to see them again reunited. You're like and in this the doesn't place make... where they were supposed to go together. Right. You're like, this doesn't make sense, but I'm just gonna accept it and like bless you. Uh Life Love on the Line. Whoever at Life Love on the Line and history was like, hey, like, (laughs) I noticed there's like an overlapping like location here. What if I really want to know how this happened? Like, Like, all I want to say is like, I would like to send them an edible arrangement because as somebody who was truly traumatized by Make Our Day Count, I, the fact that I got that, that I got that moment that they didn't get to have in Make Our Day's Count, I like, I I love that Make Our Day's Count is the the bl that like crosses over multiple times they've crossed over they've crossed over in two other shows so like it's a total of like three shows that they've crossed over in which only means we need a season two of make our days count because the rumor is it's happening the rumor is it's happening and the rumor is that it's going to be called miracle which like would lead us to believe that we got a whole resurrection this, happening. It's it leads us to believe that this trip to Alaska to see the Aurora Borealis is canon. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I but- will say the Taiwanese are exceptional storytellers, and I truly believe anything that they give me. So I'd be up for like it. Wayne trying to like be like ghost boyfriend like boyfriend to a ghost yeah the bls are really really the ghost on thing to... is like a big thing right now thing. everyone's a ghost you Shout know out to ghost, OG. ghost sing to pave the way yeah um yeah the ties at the bar for the ghost boyfriends ghost sing to <laughs> paved the way so anyways we finally you know see this couple and they're living their sweet little life and then you they leave and Ito is like left there being like, oh my gosh, I'm now in the middle of Alaska all by myself. And that's when he runs into Nishi and they have this moment. And truly it's like, a it's, it's a moment that is uh, only akin to BKPP on that beach back in Phuket. Like truly such a great moment where they have this confrontation and Nishi is like, I tried to move on without you. And Ito is apologetic. And they have, like, this confrontation. Uh, Nishi punches Ito. Like, it's truly a great moment. And the resolution is so satisfying for me. Because they finally, you know, get through their emotions. And 
Nishi was like, you only have to promise me one thing. And of course, Ito in just like his overly dramatic fashion is like, I'll promise you a thousand things. And Ito I'll is like, you the moon. and Nishi is like, no, 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 just one. And you like, know it's coming. And he's like, just stay by my side forever. <laughs> Which foreshadowing, right? We're back to I high know. school. Insane, insane, truly insane. Uh, so then that's like just the resolution. You, They go on to like 82. And- right, and so what I love about this is that – you get to see the thing that we don't get in most BLs, which is like, or in most BLs without a season two, which is like, you get to see them living their life happily. There's like a little montage of them just like walking through the streets and living their daily life and just like being happy together, which is like all you want when you like are so invested at this point in these characters and their relationship. You get to see them live that happy life together. You even get to see Ito's ex-wife. Like, you get to see that she's had, like, a husband yeah. and a kid and a happy life. So good. And so jokingly, when we were watching this, I was like, oh, when when's the next time jump going to happen? It's going to be, like, 82 years old. And then it was. Like, I just randomly yeah. picked the right age, which was a really fun moment for me. Solid. Um, maybe I should be a fortune teller. Uh, but they, so they jump ahead to 82 years old and you see Ito Mm -hmm. in, you don't know it's Nito, you don't know it's Ito at first. Um, they just sort of like allude to it. Um, she calls him, she calls him Mr. Ito. Right. Right. So like you, but you don't know who it is at first. And then he's old, he's in a hospice bed and he drops a wedding ring the matching ring and the nurse is like why do you wear two rings and he's like oh well because my partner left before I did so I'm keeping it safe for them which is just like god like you don't know how to feel about it because you're like I'm so happy they like got married and lived happily together all of these years like until the end of their lives but then also you're like oh god he died first like you're like (laughs) oh and it and so you literally get to see he 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 dies you see yeah. him die and it's a really really beautiful scene because he when he dies you he walks the line and that line like he light. walks the line into the light but that line leads him to Nishi like Nishi is there waiting for him on the line still yeah. like they're okay. still walking the line together and just like how it started where they were walking the line separately and then started walking next to each other they walked this heaven line separately and then mm-hmm. found each- and then you know yeah. before they could walk next to each other again so it's this beautiful like full circle moment and it just like oh my god like it's it's beautiful it's really good yeah all that to say watch this drama <laughs> watch this watch it it i it's mean so it is amazing and it has all the things that you want and Mm -hmm. more it has all the stuff that I feel like you wish that you got out of some BLs that you don't always get it has all of that plus more like it is so rare that you get to see a relationship literally from its birth to like their death (laughs) like that does not happen and so like you almost feel very like fulfilled as a viewer yeah it's it's really nice. It a nice is a little package. Yeah. It, I and it has like all of the elements that you want in terms of like there's emotional development, there's character development, there are good side characters, there are good like 
loving scenes. There are, there's a beach frolic. There's, there yeah. are good fights. Like there's everything that you want. It yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the show, uh, go watch it now. I don't know how if, you got like 40 something minutes yeah. into this, but like, and if props. you have watched it, go rewatch it because I've now watched it like three times, four times. And each time I feel like I enjoy it that much better. Like I came when out you of get it to notice like, new things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like how I didn't notice the whole like movement between seasons. Yeah. Until literally yesterday when yeah. I was like going through and just watching like a few random scenes to refresh mm-hmm. myself for this. Right. I was like, oh. We start in spring and then we go to fall and then we're in winter, right? In the, you know, there's like a Christmas and all that. I was like, huh, seasons of life and seasons of love. The, yeah. (laughs) Life, love on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, love on the line. Oh, so good. Okay. I guess that's a great place to end it. Thanks again for joining us for another series Sunday. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk BL.